As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Beep, beep, beep. We have some exciting new things to tell you about, specifically oh, yeah. our brand new Patreon revamp, which we're so stoked about and have been working really hard on. It's going to be awesome. You're finally going to get a Two Girls, One Ghost theme song ringtone. Yes. We're going to have special exclusive episodes posted. There's exclusive merch. And we're going live monthly yes. on Patreon, specifically for our only Phantoms. This the Only Phantoms have just voted for the date and they time have of our spoken. first live in May. May 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Corinne and I are going to do a live stream and we are going to, we're so nervous, we are going to re-listen to episode <laughs> one, the first episode we ever recorded of Two Girls, One Ghost. We'll see how far react. we get. Yeah, we'll see. We might need to listen to it on like Cringe. fast speed Cringe. times two to get through it. And we're going to play some type of game together with it. Like how many times do you hear us say like or laugh at ourselves because we're uncomfortable. And it's going to be, I'm hesitant to say a great time, but it will be, it will be something. And enjoy laughing at ourselves yes. and pat ourselves on the back for the growth that we we've grown, experienced we've since then. We have grown so far. And it's almost been five years since that. That's so scary. That's scarier I than any ghost story, we, truly. We grew. But yeah, so come join us. Join our Patreon. Uh, check out the new tiers on our Patreon. And we'll see you at the live stream. Woo! Boop, 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 wee, beep. Hi. <laughs> I'm giggling because this is different for us. It is a little bit. But this it's still an episode of Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That lovely lady is Corinne. And I'm Hello. Sabrina. Hello. And, and we have yet another announcement to make. It's a year of announcements. It's a year of announcements. Our announcement is that we are going to video record ourselves doing these episodes and we're going to launch a YouTube, Hello, baby. YouTube. We yeah, yeah. are going to see our creators. faces. You're going to see what we wear. Yeah. I There was a lot of thought that went into this today. And then I thought my pants would be shown. I'm wearing a Two Girls, One Ghost one. Yeah, I'm I surprised know. surprised you're not. I'm impressed with you. You, I guess, are way more committed to the podcast than I am. I am wearing... <laughs> Mine does say I believe in unicorns. So, oh, or it's okay. Unicorn Super believer. on theme. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I, 
got these new pants and so I, they matched and I wanted to wear them together. Oh, that okay, you're you've clearly committed more than me because I'm not well, I'm wearing pants, but like <laughs> not real ones. Sweatpants. I was like, this is a torso up recording. See, I didn't I'll be fine. know. I didn't know what was gonna be in frame. We should have talked to each other. But now we know. Here's the thing. I think we can wear whatever we want. Yeah. Some days someone might be dressed up, some days another person might be in their PJs. Yeah. It is what it is. Some and days we record from our home, so this is our life. Yeah. Some days maybe I have time and I get dressed and do my makeup and my hair in the morning. And other days I might just roll out of bed, Corinne, and show up and you'll have a lady in white demon staring at you across the way. <laughs> I'm down. That's fine. All good with me. All good with me. So in terms of our YouTube, we're this is our very first episode that we're recording. So yeah, it's new. We're probably going to be a little bit awkward, but we have like <laughs> lights set up to try to, to like get rid of the shadows and I keep looking in and blinding myself. Yeah. But we will be launching it on June 1st. So we're going to have a few that you can already watch on there because we're recording this one. So hence, we're recording a few a little bit yeah. early. Mm-hmm. But we're super excited. It's going to be fun. So look it's out for so our YouTube fun. channel. You can subscribe to it now. And then when all the videos come out, you'll be notified. And it's going to be fun. If you do watch the video, you'll see that we have – Corinne and I are bi-coastal. So she is in Boston and I am in yes. Los Angeles. And so we were like looking around our apartments and we were like, what in our apartments look similar to make it look like we're in the same place but in totally different places at the same time? We're trying. We're trying. And so we found these – I don't know. Yours is a TV stand. Mine is a wine glass cabinet. I don't know. This is easy access for But me. they're both dark colored. So it kind of looks yeah. like if you use your imagination and you ignore the harsh line in the middle of the video, it does look like we're kind of sharing one table. Exactly. We could – it's like and we, we could reach out. we have candlesticks. Look, we could reach out and I could give you oh, – Oh, my God. Oh. Damn it. I wish. <laughs> we got to do that again one time and I'll just have Brian on the side and he'll hand me the – Oh, we should oh my do God. that. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Sabrina – that was, we should make like little promo videos and do that, you know, passing, I'll pass you my crystal, you pass me the wine or whatever. I'll throw a ghost over to you. <laughs> Catch I'll, it. We don't even need anyone to help. I'll just react. <laughs> just it now. would be great. I featured some Two Girls, One Ghost stuff fan art Beautiful. that we've gotten. I love it. So oh. usually I have some within arm's reach. I was like, let me put some down. <laughs> well, we'll start next to build. time. Yeah, we'll build it up. Yes. If people send us. What do you have? This is, I can't remember who gave them to us. We featured it on our Instagram before, but it's like the bust. Oh, yes. A lady. The wa- it's made of wax, right? Um, Is it wax? It's like kind of rock. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's whatever that, I don't. There's like a flower in know. it I too. I see like Etsy crafts people pouring yeah. clear liquid in things. Ooh. I feel like it's that. I just can't remember the name of what that <laughs> material is. And then I have my Two Girls, One Ghost podcast mug where Bigfoot is being abducted by an alien, a UFO. Oh, it's the perfect. best. I love it. I this love is it. exciting because now we get to decorate our little corners with Two Girls, One Ghost stuff. I know. I'm stoked. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, I'm a little too bare right here. Just a disclaimer. Do you hear that? It sounds like an elephant. Yeah, I do. Or a lady screaming. So um, let's just pretend it's spooky ambiance. And not the construction that's perpetually outside of your home. Yeah, exactly. That's city living for you. I don't know why it's it's constant where you are. It's. I mean, I guess it's constant where I am too. I'm just- But you're higher up. Really high in the mm-hmm. sky. So I don't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> 
But we do have new neighbors. Oh, no. And they hosted a party on like a Tuesday night. To start it's haunting like 1 them. 1 a.m. And we were like, oh, curse. We're such old crotchety yeah, people. Like everybody around us is our <laughs> age. Or, yeah. Everybody's older. Like no one hosts parties. If they do, it's like, you know, a Saturday appropriate day to do it. Yeah. But the new people were like, Tuesday rager. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to be the person just, like knocking at my PJs. No, no, no. Just start haunting them. Find out if you can connect to like their Bluetooth speaker or something. Oh, yes. And start playing okay. weird, creepy – play the Insidious song. <laughs> Wait, the, the tiptoes. That one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, we also have ooh, windows. Oh, my gosh. So I wonder if I can Even, like put a wire outside of the window. Even better. Okay. Record yourself on our microphones whispering like really creepy things like, I'm watching you while you sleep. Things like that. <laughs> and then connect to their, to their Bluetooth speaker and play it at like 3 a.m. Oh, my God. Yes. I, I, <laughs> okay. Great idea. I'm glad you suggested the Bluetooth speaker, like connecting to their speaker. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I immediately was like, oh, I'll have to go on like – spygearforkids.com and I was like oh I need to find like a little tiny microphone that I can put somewhere tiniest speaker oh you could do that too but no that's a better idea but then you'd have to like drill a hole through your wall into their wall and that feels like more work I feel like I wouldn't get my security deposit back (laughs) well it would just be miniature it's it's super small so you wouldn't have yes yeah the tiniest you can spackle over it yeah for consideration. Yeah, this is a good, good idea. idea. And this is an Encounters episode, which we're yes, excited about. We, Corinne and I went to Austin, Texas, what, it's almost like a month ago now. Mm-hmm. And we had the best time. We talked about it briefly on a Green Room episode. And then if you are a Patreon donor, we had a live stream from the hotel itself. And we showed you to like the haunted room 525 and Sarah's portrait and everything. But we haven't really spent a lot of time talking about it the whole trip. Well, we haven't talked about, yeah, the whole trip because we stayed at a haunted place. We talked about the Driscoll a ton, but we did so much. We literally packed like 18 haunted places in 24 hours, essentially. We had drinks at Dumont's Down Low, which is a haunted bar. Yep. And we went on a ghost tour and then we went and had dinner at the Clay Pit, which is a famous, I mean, the Indian food is delicious. You guys. So good. It's so so good. good. But we ordered like a five course meal for ourselves too. We were so stoked. We're like, it's fine. We'll eat it later. And then we don't have a fridge in our hotel. It's fine. No. It's freaking delicious though. But it was delicious. And then we went, okay, actually while we're eating dinner, we asked our waiter if it's haunted and he was just a little bit reserved about it and was like, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. And then we heard, or then someone else who like worked there or has worked or owns it, or he's been there for a really long time. Yeah, it was something like 20, 20 some years, I think he yeah. had worked there, right? Yeah. I think that's what he said. And starts telling us all these ghost stories and tells us about the cave downstairs, which is the most haunted or cellar. I call it, I kept calling it the cave. I don't know why. Yeah, they said people call it the pit, people call it the cave. But it's like a basement it's, cellar. What is it called? I think the cellar. Yeah, just the cellar. But we wandered down there by ourselves. And didn't experience anything. But we felt very comforted, actually. It felt warm. Yeah. It was a warm hug. It and did. It did. That's that's one of the things that we were like, this is odd. Because everyone was talking about, like, kind of being afraid and nervous down there. Yeah. And but maybe a it was encounters. men. And we both went in and felt like, yeah, we it was it – was it wasn't just that we were felt nothing. We felt, like, actual warmth, warm energy towards us. And a cellar is typically cold. So – or, you right. know, it has that more moisture, coldish temperature. 
and we felt No, it warm. felt very warm. Yeah. And loving. I felt like a spring day laying in the grass, <laughs> like holding hands with your mom. That's what it felt like. Oh, I haven't done that in so long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I ever did well, now, that. When did we're I? moms in the future, oh, yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. So you saw to your future in that basement. Yeah, Sabrina, I know that the portrait is just a regular portrait of a person that you have, that circular one. Uh-huh. But I think I panicked when I finally just noticed it and I thought I saw it move. <laughs> okay, well, that's the – okay, this is the issue with us now recording is there's going to be a lot more for everyone else watching, a lot more to look at. And there's reflections yeah. and stuff in the – like you can see. So I oh. feel like there's potential for – Maybe I'll just keep my naked wall. No yeah, one see anything. that might be better. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll catch some uh, ghosts on screen. And then we went upstairs at the clay pit where it's also known to be haunted by a little boy. And Mm -hmm. we wandered. No one was eating up there. I think they usually reserve it for, you know, bigger, larger parties or they do weddings up there. Yeah, I think they do weddings, right? Yeah. And we were just wandering up there asking whoever came up questions and if they had any experiences up there. And I think people knew that we were there for that. Yeah, they could tell. Wandering around because we had multiple waiters and just people who are working at the restaurant come up and approach us and start telling us ghost stories. Like, I think if they see people wandering around, they're like, oh, this is what they want to hear. So we, yeah, we probably got like, Three or four different people. How cool that we put off tell us ghost story energy. I think it's very cool. That's although we reached I made a that one successful mistake. point in our lives. Yeah. What? We had this guy that was like so animated and he was telling us these ghost stories. And then I was like, oh, I want to record in the room as we walk through. And so I started recording video and I was like, do you mind if I record a video? Like not of him, but just like as we walked through. Yeah. And he got so nervous and then I like know. basically stopped telling us the stories. I was like, Dang it. I'm so mad at myself. Yeah. He really shut down. That's okay. We got some good ones regardless and we got to wander around and it was the best. So all And then we went into the room where the little boy was said to live. Yeah. And then we kept calling out to him. (laughs) Which is questionable. You were taking a video and I was taking a ton of photos. So yeah. Speaking of, we haven't looked back at those yet. Yeah. It's, if anything, this trip encouraged us and makes us want to do our road trip even more than ever Mm -hmm. because it was so fun and nothing negative happened. We just had such positive. It's just so fun to be in the field. I feel like I'm a reporter. We're in the field. In the field. (laughs) But in we're ghost hunters now. (laughs) It's so easy to tell ghost stories from your home, but to actually go and be in a place and get ghost stories from people who work there or live there or, have spent a lot of time there is so it's just right. a different experience and it's so fun well and people get really animated and they enjoy it it's one of those things that like you and i talk about all the time where a lot of people have ghost stories but people don't talk about them unless someone asks mm-hmm. and i think there's a lot of people who still maybe don't believe but yeah. are like looking to tell someone the thing that happened to them and i guess we're the right people to ask we are we are the people you've been waiting for to ask, do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe? Do you believe in ghosts after love? Well, a lot of you guys do. A lot of you do. And, and that is why you are haunted. We okay, so speaking of Austin, this all brings it's all full circle. We didn't just talk about it for nothing. We were riding this high after the trip and we were like, we need to do an Austin themed encounters. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're doing. That's what we're about to do. So here we are. Do. Here we are. <laughs> now we're here. Now we're here. I actually have an email from a listener from the Driscoll Hotel, which is where we stayed. Okay. And I'm glad that I'm oh, reading yeah. this after we stayed because mm. 
because we wouldn't want this to happen to us. Okay. <laughs> That's the problem with researching these things. I feel like we can do a haunted road trip easily if we just don't listen to previous episodes and just like pick places that we've right. gone Go to. Because I naive. forget the details. Yeah. So we can still do what we've already done. Yeah. But just don't re-listen to the episode first. Right. Like, it's good to know some information, you know, the basic history, maybe a little bit about the ghost that haunt there. But we don't want to know the scary things that happen there before going. <gasps> right. Oh, my God. What was that? <laughs> door. Someone's door In closing. your apartment? Um. Oh, someone else in that building? Yeah, in the building. It's Got an it. old building, so <laughs> we feel and hear everything. Okay. This is from Laura, and it is called Driscoll Hotel Sleep Paralysis. Real spoopy. <laughs> Hello, ladies and Leia. I've been binging your podcast for a couple of months now, and I'm starting from the beginning, so I'm just now getting to Encounter 75, where someone talks about the Driscoll Hotel. It reminded me of my own paranormal story that happened just last year. I had originally heard about the ghost of the Driscoll from another podcast, so naturally, my boyfriend and I decided to go for our anniversary. Super romantic. Appropriate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, Nick and I went to the Stanley Hotel basically on our mini moon with our parents. So right. uh, this is on brand for us. Okay. On the drive to Austin from Houston, where we live, we listened to the other podcast and they talked about how room 525 is the most haunted room in the hotel. Two jilted brides had died by suicide in the room. So we arrive at check-in and the front desk lady hands us the key room and tells us we're on the fifth floor. I'm thinking to myself, ooh, we're near the haunted room. So cool. My boyfriend and I get into the elevator and as he's opening the little key envelope, I ask him, what room are we in? And he says, <laughs> five... <laughs> 25. I look at him and say, you're fucking with me, right? And he wasn't. Of course, I was freaking out oh a bit, God. but in an excited way. We grab a drink and explore 6th Street a bit and then head back to the room. I have a hard time falling asleep because I'm on high alert for ghosts, which is something that you and I, Corinne, really experienced while we were there. Like The second we closed our eyes, we were like, what's going to happen? Something's coming for us. Something's <laughs> going to be standing at the end of the bed. Eventually, I pass out from pure exhaustion until around... 3 a.m., I experienced sleep paralysis for the first time in years. I don't recall any details about the entity anymore, but I remember the fear I felt and trying to scream to wake up my boyfriend to shake me out of my paralysis. After mm -hmm. what felt like 30 minutes, but was probably only a few, I'm finally able to make out a little eek noise loud enough to wake him up and he gets me out of my paralysis. He calms me down and helps me go back to sleep. The next morning, he admits that while he didn't want to freak me out during the night, he admitted he had a hard time sleeping because he heard random knocks on our hotel room door periodically. Oh my God. Hell no. As someone who loves spooky <sighs> stuff, I now love this story and get so excited when I get to share it with people. But that night was terrifying. Sorry, that was a novel, but it's one time I've experienced anything paranormal and needed to share. Thanks for keeping me entertained 24-7. And as a token of my appreciation, I've attached a couple of photos of our new kitty, O'Connell. Oh, <laughs> named after Brendan Fraser. I need Fraser's. to see this. I'll show you. Named after Brendan Fraser's character in The Mummy so he can protect us from any undead that happen to wander into downtown Houston. We call him Oki for short. Oh, look at Oki. Oh, my God. So cute. So, so sweet. Cute. Oh, so spooky. That's I'm actually surprised I got in room 525, only because when we were there and we asked about room 525, but the we person asked who, too late. 
I know, but I, I, that, that's what I'm trying to say is I thought only people who asked got it oh. just because it was open when we arrived. And then they said that they gave it to the woman who like requested the room specifically. So I kind of thought it was just like the room that they probably keep. Like it's the last one they ever book unless someone specifically asks for it. But now yeah. knowing that like anyone can just be accidentally it, get it. Yeah. yeah. It's freaky. I know. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Because the hotel's big. It is big. Our experience was, so we checked in on a Friday, and then it wasn't until Saturday that we asked about room 525 because we had this like brilliant, Mm. genius idea. And we were like, oh, we should see if it's open and go get a tour because Eric at the front desk was our new BFF. He was great. He was great. Yeah. Loved us. He was like down. He was going to help us. Yeah. But someone else checked in. Yeah, but someone else checked into the room. So I imagine it's a combination of maybe people do ask for it. But then I also imagine if they're really booked, they just book it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm so – yeah. Well, too bad for her and her boyfriend because they (laughs) they got in. And it's also interesting because the way Laura talks about it, she said that she had sleep paralysis but doesn't remember anything about the entity anymore, meaning mm. that there was something there. She did see something, but the, right. the fear or I – I mean, you can argue that paranormal encounters like this are traumatic. Maybe her brain repressed all the details about it. Yeah, it is interesting. And I wonder, like, because her boyfriend was hearing knocks on the door, I'm curious, is this just the room that – that is sort of like the vortex of all paranormal at mm-hmm. this moment? Or was there know. this specific entity that was like creating separate experiences for the two of them? Like the same thing, keeping her in a sleep paralysis state while trying to in uh, – not that Laura's wasn't in real life, but like consciously right. awake, trying to really freak out her boyfriend. Which is I different know. than the – like it's not the women who passed away in that room. This sounds different, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to It's hard to tell. I mean – there are two spirits yeah. known to haunt that room, but does that exclude Jesse Driscoll from haunting that room? Probably not. Like it's his – he created that hotel. I imagine he True. might go in there. The sleep paralysis thing is tripping me up because I always thought about the Driscoll Hotel as a very haunted place, but like for the most part, all of the spirits are sort of benign. Like we know their stories. We know kind of like mm-hmm. what they're doing. And like Jesse Driscoll, for example – is someone who will like pass you in the hall or ask you for a light. He's not necessarily, or I didn't think of him as the spirit that would potentially like put someone into this creepy sleep paralysis demon state. But what we've talked about before is that sometimes you the spirits can't control it. Like sleep paralysis might just be a bodily reaction to the paranormal. Oh, just yeah, a presence in the room. Yeah. True. True. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad we're not there anymore. <laughs> Until the next haunted Although, hotel. It was great. It was fun for sure. It was. All right. What do you have? Okay. I am going to read you. Okay. So I, I chose – I know you have some stories about like places that we've been to, but I was zeroed in on just finding stories from people who live in Austin, Texas, like mm-hmm. finding the haunted humans who – who live reside there. there. Yeah. Okay. So they're not necessarily directly related to the places that we went to, but we probably pass these people on the streets. <gasps> so, okay. okay. I'm going to start with one called a helping hand from the other side. Oh, so hopefully nicer. Okay. That does sound nice. <laughs> okay. Hi ladies. I'm sitting here on the brink of an ice storm in central Texas and felt the urge to write in my other experiences after hearing your green room campfire stories on sweet paranormal experiences. On March 3rd, 2021, my mom died unexpectedly. She would have been 62 on March 13th and had been planning a trip to visit me for a mother-daughter birthday weekend. 
I was absolutely devastated to say the least. That first week, my work gave me time off to grieve and my dad came to my house to install new light fixtures in my house and then he left a receipt there from Home Depot on the counter. I asked him if he needed the receipt and he said no, so I threw it away. A day later, my best friend came into town to comfort me on my mom's birthday weekend and on March 13th, my dad called me to ask about the receipt and I told him that I'd thrown it away. He asked if I could dig out of the trash because he needed it for tax purposes. So I hung up, I looked at my friend in a huff because I didn't want to dig through the trash on my mom's birthday. Yeah. (laughs) But my friend was a champ and helped me sort the trash and find the receipt. Now, my mom was a huge Longhorn football fan, and I'd planned to wear these Longhorn earrings that she had gifted me a while back to her funeral. And I had them sitting on my dresser. But while I was sorting through the trash from the trash bin that was outside, my friend was sitting next to me going through another bag, and I looked down and I gasped. Because those longhorn earrings that had been on my dresser had ended up in this trash bag. What? I had no idea that they had gone missing. And fun fact, the receipt didn't even end up being in that trash bag in the outside (laughs) bin, but in the trash bag inside of the house. But had my dad not called to have me sort through the trash on my mother's birthday, I'd likely never have known that I lost her favorite earrings. Oh. The universe works in mysterious ways, but I like to think that my mom saw those earrings in the trash and knew that she had to get me out there to find them. She's still doing her job from the other side, even if it's really gross. Another thing that I noticed (laughs) when my mom passed away, my mom bought me this succulent that ended up dying a year prior because I left it out in the cold. But somehow the spring after it came back, my mom was so excited that it hadn't died and wanted to see it bloom. However, she never got to see it bloom. But that first week after she died, there were tiny blooms only in one spot on the plant, almost as though she'd come down and touched it in one spot. It was incredible, as Sabrina would say. (laughs) Do I say that a lot? Do I say incredible? I I think we both have our – have our like little sayings. I've been noticing things. Yes. Okay. We do. Incredible. We like a drinking game. <laughs> Incredible. I'll stick with it. The I'll last, commit. Yeah. The last unexplainable thing that happened was a few months after her funeral, I went to a jewelry store to buy a charm for my charm bracelet. The charm was very special to me because it said family written on Scrabble letters, a game that my mom and I used to play together. And when I went to go pick up the bracelet, they asked me my name and I gave it to them. And they said, oh, we don't have an order for that name, but we do have one under the name Cindy, which was my mom's name. My jaw fell on the floor and I started to cry. I had no idea how they got my order placed under her name. Now, you could say that it was a glitch, a system glitch. But I like to think it was her coming through, knowing how special that time we played that game together was. Yeah. Anyways, those are my stories about my mom possibly breaking through from the other side. I miss her so much. But I know she's still got a hand in my life, even if I can't physically see it. I love you girls, and I'm amazed at all you do. Keep up the good work, and I will see you on the other side unless the pandemic ends and you end up doing a tour in the Austin area, (laughs) and then I'll see you on this side, LOL. Sincerely, Erin. Wow, Erin, your mom has made herself known to you so many times. And like I guess I say, that's incredible. That's so It's incredible. <laughs> and so sweet. And I mean, imagine, I mean, as horrible as it is, and I'm sorry, funny, that you had to go dig through the trash for this receipt on your mom's birthday. I'm so glad that you did because imagine the day of the funeral looking for those earrings and never and not knowing where they are. That I I think would have been way more gutting than having to dig through the trash. Well, even even her dad too. I mean, I I understand the sense of urgency of being like, okay, crap, before the trash gets taken out, I need the receipt. But like (laughs) there must have been something in his mind too to be like, 
even though it's her yeah. funeral, I'm still going to call about the receipt. Yeah. Everything kind of like aligned and she found those Perfectly. earrings and bless her friend for helping her oh my God, go through all of the trash. That's a good yeah. friend. And then the the flowers on the succulent is so – I know, all the succulents. <laughs> it's so sweet. I'm moved by it. It's so sweet. And also for a succulent to have basically gone dead and then in March like start to have just a little tiny cluster of flowers in one spot. I mean, I'm not a succulent expert, but <laughs> I'm with Aaron here. I feel like – it that was is a touched sign. by her mom that is because I would have just assumed that there would be buds all over or that it would mm-hmm. happen, I don't know, later than early March. That's kind of beautiful to think like it's truly just a finger touching it and like in that yeah. spot only. So, mm, so sweet. So sweet. Yeah. I mean, and then if you weren't sure that your mom was intervening and, and guiding you from the other side, Erin, the charm bracelet. Oh, my gosh. Being I mean, that's her just name. Proof. Proof. Yes. Yes. Evidence. That's so wild. Wow. I'm curious. Like, how does if- that how does the system glitch like that? It doesn't. That's the point. It doesn't. It just we doesn't. Believed. We believe. I don't know why I'm we singing so much believe. today. It's the combination. Well, because of we're things. on video, so we're excited. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're excited. I'm trying so hard to just look at you and not look at my own video. I, just, I don't want to like I know. I'm like, oh, fuck. Maybe we need a high like, I don't self want people view. to think I'm staring at myself. I know. But. It's weird. I think everyone on Zoom does that, though. I actually had a conversation recently that every every person I talk to t- looks at themselves on Zoom. It's impossible not to. Is there a setting? There should be yes, a setting where you can hide is. your own video. You can, but then you, but then the psychology of knowing that you could have the potential to see yourself, but you aren't choose, you're choosing not to, then gets in your head of, well, what if there's something on my face? What if there's someone behind me? It's just a whole different thought process of things that you never would have to think about if you're in person with people. No, I don't want to see it. I'm gonna after the. This is the last one. Last this is time the I last time I'll ever look at myself again. I'm done. I mean, I already don't look at mirrors because they're creepy. So. Demons. Yeah. Yeah. Because demons. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. What's next? Back to it. She asks herself. Okay. (laughs) This is a story from our listener who sent an email to us a very long time ago, and we actually read it on the podcast. And I'm just going to do a little recap of it because she sent an update. Okay. So I'm going to reread the original. It's short. Okay. It's from our listener, Sydney, and it is called We Are Friends with the Scarlet Lady. Hey, ladies. My name is Sydney, and I am a ghost tour guide in Austin, Texas. And oh boy, have I seen some things. The largest reaction I had was on my last tour before we had to shut down for quarantine. We go to four different locations on our tour, the last of which is often the most active. It is now an Indian restaurant. Hello, Clay Pitt. 
but it was Here we go. originally a grocery store in the 1880s. And as it often goes, lots of history equals lots of ghosts. Anyway, back in the day, the owner of this grocery store connected a tunnel from his establishment to the brothel next door. So many of the women from the brothel would come down to the basement of the store to meet men. One ghost we encounter a lot is that of a woman named April or the Scarlet Lady as she is known for her scandalous red dresses. This is the spirit that we, you and I, Corinne, experienced or felt the warmth of in the cave cellar. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's the one who's known to We like her. Yeah, we do. The reason- I think she likes us. (laughs) I think she really liked us. She basically gave us a ghost hug. Yeah. Okay, no, this is sad. The reason April is still in this location is because she was actually killed in the cellar of the store. It was found Mm -hmm. out that April was tutoring a young black boy on how to read and write in her spare time, and the racist powers that be couldn't stand it. She was shot in a raid, and her body was left in the tunnel between the brothel and store. After discovering her body, the store owner simply bricked up his end of the tunnel, which is so (laughs) awful, so disrespectful. Yeah. That's just some of the history, but April is still very active in this space, and in a weird way, she feels like a friend to all of us tour guides. Okay, so she oh. does she does like people. Okay, probably because well, and she's- too what she did in in life and and sort of the reason for for her being yeah. killed. Like that's just proof of how wonderful and warm and caring she is. Okay, well this is interesting too. Okay. Probably because she's a badass woman and she loves that all of us tour guides are also badass women. So she has she likes women. Here we go, baby. We're friends. Girl power. On my last She's tour, the one ghost now. Sorry, Sven. <laughs> <laughs> we can have many well, ghosts. One ghost is true. an open-ended – it depends on the episode. It can be whoever we want it to be. You're all welcome. Well, the good ones. Good ones. <laughs> to clarify. Um, on my last tour, we were down in the cellar, and I mentioned that the man who planned this raid that killed April was a terrible man. I know I shouldn't insult ghosts, but it felt justified. I said, as I said that, April turned all the lights almost completely off before returning them to full brightness. My group pleaded with me to not say that again, but you know, April understands we got to tear down the (laughs) patriarchy. The rest of the time we were in this space, the lights continued to flicker and dim, which April does often when we are in her space. While my group was definitely scared, I was happy to know April knows we as tour guides are telling her story. Okay, so that was the old encounter. And Mm -hmm. then Sydney sent an update. And the update subject line says, the Scarlet Lady knows my name. Hey, spooky ladies. No way. I wanted to send an update because, oh boy, has April been active. So we've been back on tours for a while now and spooky season did not disappoint. One week she broke brushed my hair over my shoulder. Oh, so sweet. But then I had one group, one woman was an empath and the other was a medium, so incredibly active on the tour. These ladies brought their own spirit box and we did a session down in the cellar where we see her. After a few moments, she said, hey guys, and we knew she was in there. At this point, I've been running tours for over a year. So I asked, April, do you know my name? And three separate times, she says, Sydney, pause. Oh my God. Sydney, pause. Sydney. Needless to say, I was shaken but found it very cool that she does in fact know who I am. I love that validation. Also, this month we caught a photo of her in the loft space of one of our locations. I'll attach it if you want to see. Oh my God. Wait, shut up. Yes. Okay. So it says, here's the picture. She appears walking up the stairs over in the right most mirror. And this is upstairs in the clay pit on the top floor, which Corinne, you and I explored around. Mm. I'm mm-hmm. going to show you the full picture and then I'll zoom in. Okay. Okay. Then, All right. There's the full photo. Do you see her? I need to look. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. 
<laughs> that's wild. Mm-hmm. And as you remember, remember that's you like go a up full the stairs. Body apparition. Yeah, we'll also put it in the video, and I'll make it like a bigger thing. But yeah, there's this archway in the photo in the mirror, and that archway is the stairway up from downstairs, and mm. she's just standing there as if she's coming up the stairs. Oh my god, that's freaking amazing. I know. That's so cool. Oh, I just love that she clearly feels warmth mm-hmm. and friendship towards the other women who are in there doing I the ghost tours. Which also she just was like, hey, and then it's like, yeah, I know your name. Which also just reaffirms what we experienced because we were like, oh, it's interesting. People say they have like negative feelings on here. Mm-hmm. But you and I both immediately felt warmth. And yes. the fact that Sydney's saying that, that April has this warmth to all the women tour guides. Also, Sydney, your job is so freaking cool. Because I know, I wish that we Austin knew this has so many hauntings. We I know we should. Well, we did, yeah. and that we just forgot because we have terrible memory. But that's okay. True. Okay. Well, next time we're in Austin. Yeah, got to go back. Yes, because that's so great. Oh, I think too. Like it must also be just because of like how the tour guides speak about her, and obviously like with a lot of respect that I'm sure that adds and creates the warmth around her. Yeah. Like no one today thinks that anything she was doing is justified for her her death. Like, oh, her she death. She was m- yeah. murdered in cold blood. Oh, she was totally just murdered. Yeah. And then left oh. there. And then the fact that they bricked up that side of the end of the tunnel is so ugh. So sad. Yeah. Okay. What do you have? I have one called Was It Really a Dream? Oh. Hi ladies. Have I got a story or two for you? I'm from a town outside of Austin, Texas, and come from a family where talking about the paranormal gets me a lot of weird looks. (laughs) I figured I should tell you all about the dreams that I've had. Now, they were dreams or an insight in my future, maybe? Insert dramatic sound effect. (laughs) I'm interested on what y'all have to say about this. The first dream I initially didn't think too much of. I have a lot of weird, vivid dreams, but this one felt a little more intense, I was stuck in what I imagined hell to be, surrounded by fire in a deep pit with no way out. I could hear screams of tortured souls in the distance, (gasps) and I knew that the demons were on their way to me next. Oh my god! My heart was pounding as I heard them get closer until suddenly I heard my friend's voice coming from the sky, and I yelled out, Go up! You don't belong here! And then a bright light came beaming down on me and lifted me out of this pit. As I started to rise, the demons had to jump on top of each other to drag me back down. But they couldn't beat the light. So right as one touched my foot, I woke up in a pure panic. I tried to tell myself, it's just a nightmare. Go back to sleep. And then I saw my dog staring at the darkest corner of my room. No, thank you. Now, fast forward a few days. I have this dream of an unhoused man that approaches me. He looked close to death and completely disease-ridden. The way he spoke, it was like he was battling this possession. And I found him a pastor to perform an exorcism. For whatever reason, my mind decided that I should be there for it, and I had to witness it. And so once this demon left his body, it came straight at me, but couldn't get to me because the same light that came in my previous dream was now shining over me, and it seemed to really piss this demon off. The weird thing about it was that this demon had the same energy as the one that managed to touch my foot when I woke up in hell from the first dream. I woke up, and I still told myself, it's just a nightmare. And then again, I see my dog. Staring at the darkest corner of my room. Thank goodness for your dog. I know. But also like, now you're like, oh shit, was it just a dream? (laughs) That's true. About a month goes by with no nightmares until I have two more that happened two days apart. 
I dreamt I was in my room and I had woken up out of nowhere. I turned my back. I'm always a side sleeper and never move a muscle when I'm sleeping, which is important to note. And I see a demon, the same demon from the previous dreams in the darkest corner of my room. I hate the this. corner that my dog stares at randomly. And he's lurking in the shadow with these awful eyes making a low guttural growl. And I start to panic. I close my eyes and I open them as if a magic trick to poof some demons away. Spoiler alert, it definitely did not work. Oh, no. He starts inching closer and closer. And now he's at the foot of my bed. I start to see a light over me. And then, bam, I wake up. And again, I see my dog staring at the corner. And I was no longer sleeping on my side. At this point, I'm reluctant to go to sleep. Hard to believe. I I know. (laughs) The next dream rolls around. Yay. I'm in my room again. Same setting. Same demon lurking in the corner. Growling, doing some demon shit. (laughs) <laughs> and the panic sets in, and instead of inching closer to me like before, this fucker starts running at me. Just as I'm about to scream like a banshee, I'm instantly covered by a bright light, almost as if I'm in the sheet of protection that the demon can't penetrate. But this time, it's shining so bright that all you can hear are the pissed-off growls. The demon is putting his face in a blanket, screaming at me, trying to scare me, but it doesn't work. And don't get me wrong, I was still scared, but not as scared as I would have been without that blanket of light. I wake up sweating, and again, my dog, staring. At this creepy fucking corner that has now scarred me for life. The next day, I go to buy crystals and I put them under my pillow and have them by my head while I sleep. Now, I also have interpreted these dreams as me not having lived my life to the best that I can. Possibly, maybe I'm headed to hell. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it was to lead me down a path closer to God. After all, what else could the light have been? I don't mean to make this thing a religious thing. I support and love everyone and encourage people to just simply be the best humans they can be. Anyways, I'm a huge fan of listening to y'all's podcast and it always makes my day a little brighter. See you on the other side, court. P.S. My dog still stares at that corner from time to time. (laughs) Needless to say, I've adopted the whole see something, sage something mantra. Okay. (laughs) I'm a little unwell. I Court. Okay, so what if it's not directly a warning of like, go live your life a different way, but what if it's something mm-hmm. from a past life? What if in a oh. past life they were in a in like hell? I, I'm sorry to say that. Like, I don't want to wish that upon anyone's past life. But yeah, if that's the case, and then they were reincarnated by this like bright light of like, you get to have another chance. You get to live again. And these two entities, these two forces have been with them their whole life because it's like it was a part of a past life and it's continued to follow in this in this present life. And so the bright blinding light could be a good guardian, Mm. pleasant presence that is trying to guide them in this life. And then the dark entity that's in the corner is literally a demon from the past life that's like, I want you back. Well, you're making me think of the good place. You know, like there's two groups that are trying to sway people one way or the other potentially. Yeah. That is really interesting. I, it's it's interesting. I think you – yeah, you have like a good read on this and I like what you said. <laughs> Thank but you. <laughs> when we were when we were reading it – well, because I now I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But when we – when I was – when we together read – When we held you hands gave us across the, the <gasps> camera. Yes. Someone just went in their door across the street from me. So oh. I just had a heart attack <laughs> of my own. <gasps> oh, okay. as we do. But when I was reading it, I was like, what if – there's actually this ability the court has where she's able to – what if she's like this special elevated <laughs> spirit, astral being, and she basically has the ability to go 
to both. Like she has the ability to go to what is hell or whatever and collect souls and bring them back up. Souls that weren't meant to be there. Souls that were trapped. And then she gets beamed up and is like the untouchable. And so all these demons are after her, this one, because she's been she's been saving people. I'm jealous. I, she's a superhero. Yeah, I want the ability to go into hell. Just, just I just want to, you know, it's one of those things where your mind goes to the darkest place. It's like, what would happen if I did say Bloody Mary three times into the mirror at 3 a.m. in the morning by myself in the bathroom? Yeah. It, he just, it's like, what if? So what? what is hell like? I'd like to know. Just for a hot second. You're reminding me that my hairdresser was just telling me the other day. She was like, I don't think my house is haunted, but the two TVs that are upstairs that are not on timers have been turning on at exactly 3 a.m. every once in a while, like oh, on God. the dot. And I was like, I think your house is haunted. Your house is haunted, and that's awful. I'm so sorry. At least it's yeah. not the most horrifying. I mean, it's pretty scary to have your – that's very poltergeisty. Yeah. For the TVs to turn on at 3 a.m. This also reminds me, our friend Marissa, she has a story from when she was little and her dad like found her basically like speaking to herself, like standing on her bed as a little kid, like looking down and talking about like fire or something. And then when when she woke up the next morning, he was like, Tom was like, Marissa, like what what were you dreaming about? And she was like, oh, there were like this pit of fire and people and they were like trying to pull me down. Like it was it was basically like this story. (laughs) But I think she was like five. Or that's or something terrifying. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, maybe it does expose itself sometimes. Hell? Creepy. Or what? Hell. I want yeah. hell to expose Just itself. Just like the tradition the traditional sense. Like show me your what people think of like yeah, like a portal. Expo- expose yourself. No. No thanks. We've already had that happen to I us. I want in New that. <laughs> I've I ugh, okay. Well, I won't put it out there. But I do I'm curious, Corinne. I'm curious. I'm going to judge you right now the same way that you judged me when I said if I were dead, I would still, like, wash people shower. And did I judge you? Naked. Because now and now that I'm hearing yes, this Yes, you this did. Time. You were like, oh, Corinne. Okay, well, maybe – okay. I apologize okay? for past self me because current self me is <laughs> like with you. three weeks ago. <laughs> maybe – It's maybe, tempting. It's tempting. It's tempting. What if I – it since I judged you last time, I've jumped into a different matrix and I – I have a different opinion and view, or I've just grown and changed, and I am a creepy human. Makes me sad. Well, I'm still here. Okay. Well, I don't want you to. Okay. I don't want your opinion of me to change for the worse. (laughs) I don't think that was for the worse. If anything, I'm joining you. Okay. Great. Perfect. Okay. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Corinne, I picked this one for you. I mean, it's for me too because I'm excited about it, but it's from uh, our listener, Kelsey, and it's called Past Life. Into it. Already down. 
already in. Hi, friends. I binge your podcast while getting ready, driving in the car, and lashing my clients. I'm only on episode 47, but can't stop, won't stop. Also, fun fact. Did you say lashing? Like eyelashes? Yeah, like eyelashing. Lashing? Oh, cool. When I used to do that, I had Shantae, who was my lash lady. I talked about her on the podcast before. I got her into the podcast, and she had so many ghost stories. And then our friends Lee and Lauren and other people started going to her, and Lee would listen to our podcast with her as they were doing <laughs> lashes. I love it. Yeah. Uh, actually, this is a perfect time to bring up my genius plan that I told you about the other day. This is about the pyramid scheme. You guys, we have a pyramid scheme. If you're listening, you're most likely part of it. You didn't realize it, but we hope so. But you're in a multi-leveled tiered pyramid scheme and mm-hmm. there are very little prizes except for you get to listen to us and it's great. <laughs> and but I have about zero prizes. <laughs> But the other day I was like, oh my gosh, we have been missing out on this incredible opportunity, Corinne. We need to start calling our pyramid scheme the TGOG triangle, like the Bermuda triangle, like the kidney Oh my bean. God. And yes, it's going to be, are you part of the TGOG triangle? Well, and it's very like Illuminati too. Like things like disappear in here. Yes. People get haunted in here. I freaking love it, Sabrina. Join the this triangle. This is the best idea you've ever had aside from starting a podcast. <laughs> Are you a part of the TGOG triangle? Is this is this like, already like a sign for anything? I'm pretty sure because if like not, this is our new. I, is this right? I what if I'm doing something wrong? I don't know, but it's ours now. <laughs> we have the connect. Should we do we like an upside down triangle it in the screen? Oh, my arms, there's They're little T Rex arms. Oh well, your knuckles are oh. in the way. Go straighten your fingers. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, how do I get them out? <laughs> straighten your fingers. <laughs> we did it. Here we go. This is awesome. I love this. Okay, I'm into this. Yeah, the this TGOG is like triangle. Gorilla marketing, like TGOG triangle. Get lost in the triangle. Get with lost us. in the triangle. <gasps> I'm like raising the roof. We're geniuses. Is. Oh my gosh, Corinne. How have people not hired us for their businesses yet? Because we're I don't really <laughs> maybe because we're barely scraping by with ours. <laughs> Why not add some uh, consulting projects to our list of things that we're doing? <laughs> oh, I okay. love it. Okay, let's start this. This is a great idea. I think it's been it started. We're just rebranding. We're rebranding, but I yeah. think we can do things off of it. I think we can make this this Get triangle lost in the triangle. Oh, freaking Get lost love in it. Okay. Well, yeah, man. Thank you, Kelsey, for that tangent that you just uh, introduced for us. Okay. Kelsey says, fun fact, I'm from Allentown, New Jersey, but originally from Pawtucket, I don't know how to say that, Rhode Island? Is that how you say it? Probably. <laughs> I just imagine you would know because even though we're both from the East no, Coast. No, I can I barely like, say the names of, they're all hard. Yeah. Just okay. New England, get, cut yourself some slack. Exactly. Well, Kelsey says, so I instantly felt connected to y'all New England and Jersey folks. Here is my past life story. I have a psychic named Sheila and she told me things no one else could know about And so toward the end of the reading, she opened the conversation to questions, and I asked her if she could read a past life of mine. Now, I'll tell you what she said first, and then I'll tell you how it relates to me in my current life. She said that in a past life, I was a Native American male living in the Southwestern Hemisphere, and that I would be moving to the Southwest because it feels more like home. In my past life, I used to paint war paint on my tribe, and that's why I'm so good at painting people's faces today. I was killed as a young man in battle with a spear through my lower right abdomen, and it was so shocking that I carry this pain into my current life. 
Now, oh my God, let me explain why I had chills during this. As girly as I am now, I have a strong feeling that I've been a male many times before, and I also have a terrible fear of dying young. I was set to move to Austin, Texas three weeks after this reading, and she was right because when I visited here prior to the reading, it oddly felt like home. I mean, I was obsessed. I'm also so good at painting people's faces now because I'm a makeup artist. Mind blown that I was doing this in a past life too. And now for the grand finale. Remember how I was killed in this past life? Well, I have Crohn's disease in this current life, which affects the lower right side of my intestines. And whenever I feel a great deal of stress, I have a flare up. FYI, if you don't know about Crohn's disease, flare ups are excruciating. I also had surgery for it and now bear a scar where I likely would have been speared through in my past life. I'm really into all Oh my God, I have chills. (laughs) It's wild. I also wonder if like the age that that Kelsey had surgery was the same age that she died in her past life. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really interesting. I'm really into all things past life. And so this past life reading made all the sense in the world to me. Freaky, right? I know y'all have mentioned Brian Weiss before, but if you haven't read any Michael Newton books, add it to the TGOG book club list. His are life-changing as well and talk about life between lives. Ooh. Anyway, stay spooky, ladies. I'm and see you on the down. other side. Thanks, Kelsey. Okay, you said it's Michael Newton? Newton, yeah. Okay, adding it to my list. Michael Newton. Wow, okay, that is, that's, I know. I'm like blown away. I know. It's amazing and how- it's just, it's not like she went seeking out this information. Right. Like she was just happened to be with her psychic and was like, can you tell me anything about a past life? And it all just made sense. Made sense. It's so cool. I mean, the fact that everything is tied to a past life, but it's just a different mm-hmm. twist on it. Like right. painting faces war paint versus now being a makeup artist. It makes me wonder if that's like a theme throughout many people's lives. If they have mm. basically like very similar professions or like similar skills or creativity that they tend – like if it all can map back. Interesting. What would we have know. been in a past life then? What would my writing in a past life have been for? I was writing death certificates in a past life. Yeah. You were the, <laughs> you were the town scribe. Maybe that's what it was. Yes. Or if you're – if anyone's watching – um Bridgerton. I was Lady. What's her name? The one who writes the Wimbledown or yeah. something. Wim- I was the gossip column. Whistle, whistle down, whistle down. That sounds right. Lady whistle down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what to consider. <gasps> Why did it's you- a fuzz? It's a fuzz. I thought it was a fucking spider on me. Oh my god! Oh, Corinne. Oh, I was about to take my shirt off. <laughs> Well, people will come to watch our show for a different reason, but that would be fun. That's for our only phantoms. Yeah, save that for the page. <laughs> only phantoms where we show our feet. Oh, yeah. For the big books. Yeah. Yeah. $5 <gasps> per toe. What if we make our feet look like ghosts? We like put little like miniature sheets over our toes and they're Oh, my five God. That's ghosts. cute. I like that. Like five ghosts on a fence and it's just our toes. Uh, <laughs> my, yeah. Money making. Do you think you have Scheme. cute feet? Um, no, not particularly. Do you? I don't know. I go back are you and attracted forth. to your feet. I think I think my feet are a lot cuter than a lot of people's, but they're also pretty like beat up. Like one of my yeah. toes, since I broke it, is like permanently swollen. I have a like three inch long scar down one of my toes. Like they're not they're not perfect. Hollywood's not gonna come knocking for right. My feet. Okay, so here's the thing. My perspective on my feet is I feel like they're very similar to like the perspective I have about my whole life. They have so much potential if I just <laughs> put the effort into them. It is a lot of effort though. And then it's it's high pressure because like you have to use your feet. And so you can't just like 
protect them in this perfect right. glass cage. You yeah. Know? Like I think having a profession where you had to rely on your feet is really tough. Or your hands. Like being a hand model, I would not be a good hand oh, model. Oh, just when I, constantly scraping my hands. When Nick and I first got engaged, I have like hyper extended fingers. So when we first got engaged, I would show people my ring, and I, but I'd be like <laughs> – my finger would be like this and he'd be oh like my God. you're scaring me like that's, that's oh not- i've never seen you do that before <laughs> that's it's really creepy. only that finger just your ring finger is it on the other yeah. hand too not as much no but i can do oh wow this too oh oh sick <laughs> you're sick you're sick put it away hide it you disgust me <laughs> it's okay i have hyperextended elbows so i can go like backwards yeah you do too not as bad as yours i can twist my arm too oh yeah good like volleyball platform too like here we go I, that's what we'll do if this doesn't work out for us be volleyball players oh i or thought you were gonna say Soleil, like but like do videos of us doing weird things with our body <laughs> i mean if can you do this thing, i'm sure that thing yeah and just like watch me pick my pimple every day that never comes out people pay it's for that side of my nose. people like to watch pimple popping that i do it all the time that's Oh, earwax extraction? That. (laughs) That is gold. And now – I fucking love that. This week I'm not judging you for looking at people in the shower when you're dead, but I will judge you for that. And like the earwax? Oh, it's so good. It's so much better than pimple popping. (laughs) Man, I love it. I'll leave that for you to enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Is it my turn? It's your turn. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Me, 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 me. Trying to remember where I am. I feel like we need like like beds. We need what are they called? The um day beds. Day beds. Where we, we can just like lounge like this. Yes. And I'll use my microphone. I'll change this out and put the little clamp extension that we have and just put grapes and just let them hang. Oh. Just reach up. Occasionally when you're hungry. Or we start paying yeah. Nick and Brian to come like feed us in the midst of our recordings because we record for so long. <laughs> Help I'd be me. like, just get a spoonful of peanut butter, please, and just let it drizzle into my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> that a, a mouthful I'm of peanut hungry. butter couldn't be the worst thing. There's nothing worse than a mouthful of peanut butter for a recording. For a recording? Oh, Leia's oh but it's my favorite. Leia, do you want to come say hello? Oh, look at this chunk. Big old cutie. My big, baby. Big chunky cutie. My big, big, chunky <laughs> baby. She's so big. <laughs> She's so cute. She just looks so cozy. You know, like she's, she's like a big she's pillow. a squishmallow. Yeah. Yeah, she is. All right. Leah, are you ready for this next are you story? Ready, yes. It is we called are. Mysterious Photo. Oh. And this is from Holly. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. I've been listening to y'all's podcast for a few months now, and I have several paranormal experiences over the years, from objects moving on their own to being touched or scratched. But today I'm gonna tell you my experience in a haunted hotel in Austin, Texas. <gasps> Back in February of 2018, my sisters and I went on a walking ghost tour. And as part of this tour, we went into the Driscoll Hotel. This hotel is said to be haunted by many ghosts, from a little girl who died after falling down the stairs chasing her ball, to several brides that have completed suicide. We were in the lobby of the hotel just looking around, and the tour guide had just finished telling us about how people often see a man sitting in an old bank vault. I didn't know that. We were in that We were in that Many times. That I was like sat our in that to go. chair. Alone, too, because remember, I like went outside with the video and I was like, you stay here. I'm going to come around the corner. Yes. You were in there alone staring into the mirror. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I did not know that. Look, we're getting more information. Wow. Probably wouldn't have. I would have been creeped out if I had known this ahead of time. <laughs> 
Not that I wasn't creeped out. I was. I did. We knew a lot ahead of time, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that vault is haunted. She gave the group a couple of minutes to look around and told us to meet her by the elevators. My sister and I were the first ones to meet back up with her, and we started talking to her and were standing near the elevators when we all smelled a very strong smell of smoke. There have been reports of people experiencing this phenomena, but we could not rule out that it was not coming from outside since the doors were constantly being opened since it was a busy Friday night. Once the rest of the group came over, our tour guide began telling us about how people would be trapped in the elevators unless what? they ask for the doors to open on whatever floor the person wants to get off at. Thank goodness we that didn't happen to us. I know. Although, do you remember when we first checked in, the other couple got in with us and oh, the yeah, elevator took like so three slow. minutes to go like one story yeah. up. And then the woman, as she got off, she was like, probably the ghosts. And then just like walked off and we we're like, fuck yeah. We're like, oh, we should have like talked to them more. Well, we did it in the elevator. We were like, well, if we get stuck, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I always have to pee so bad right before getting on elevators too. I need to change that so that if I ever – because if I get stuck, I have to – I'm going to have to pee within five minutes. Like, Is that – that's like an active thought process in your mind? When you're about to get on an elevator, I have to pee? Yeah. I'm like, oh, shoot. I should have gone to the bathroom first. So you so actually – I have a like a bunker survival kit. Of course I'm thinking <laughs> about what's going to happen to me. How am I going to survive this? No matter where I am, I'm like, exits. Who's going to be my buddy? Wow. As we were standing listening to the tour guide, I began to feel funny. I feel lightheaded and sick to my stomach. So I pulled out my phone and I took a picture, but it came out blurry and I decided against taking another picture. So I hit the power button on the phone to turn the screen off to black and then put it back in my pocket of my hoodie. I did not feel better until we left the hotel and walked about a block away. Later on, I went through the photos that I took that night. And as I was scrolling through, I came across something strange. There was an extra photo. Just after my attempt of taking a photo, when I felt sick, was another photo of our tour guide, and the picture looks like it's swirling. I was oh. shocked. Our tour guide had been to the right of me, and I first thought that maybe I'd taken it by accident, but no matter how hard I tried, I could not get my phone to make that swirling motion that I've seen in the photo. Oh my what gosh. was also strange was that every photo that it took that night was a live photo, whereas this one was not. I did email the group that does the ghost tour and they quickly responded to me. They told me that they believe that the hotel is either near or on top of a portal and believe that maybe that's what I had captured in this photo. I have a few other spooky stories I would love to share, but I have to save them for another time. Stay spooky and I hope to see y'all on the other side. Love, Holly. Okay, let me show you the photo. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of when we caught the ghost penis. Which is still my favorite sentence that I never thought I'd ever say. Yeah. Because <laughs> I took a live photo moments before and then took a regular photo that was not live. Oh. Do you see how it's like really swirled? Yeah. You're, you're, Sorry, I don't have – I should have my lock screen on. my mom trying to show. <laughs> let me – let me. I, I can do this, guys. I can there do you this. go. Oh, interesting. Like it's huh. almost like a fishbowl. Like a fish eye yeah. sort of like – but it's interesting too because she said that she felt dizzy, right? So it almost feels like a spirit yeah. came into her and like the photo is like the replication of diz- dizziness. Oh, you're right. It's very disorienting. It feels like in television when they – I was just thinking like in TV like when someone's drunk or something and they show like their vision yeah, and it's that's, like going back and forth That's like what that. I was saying. That's what I was about to say. Like what yeah. if it's a spirit who was drunk or died drunk – like, what if they are drunk in the afterlife? Wait a second. What? This is room 525 in the Driscoll. One of the brides, remember, 
after she had oh, gone yeah. shopping, she was had drunk. drank way too much alcohol and, mm. and passed away because of that in the bathroom, in the bathtub. Oh, I just got chills. But then yeah. also part of me is like, it could be, you know, something that's alcohol, but I'm also just thinking of like for those two brides, for example, or for the child that like fell down the stairs. Like there's a lot of things that can be dizzying and disorienting, like falling down the stairs, obviously. But then for the two brides, like when you experience the heartbreak, a lot of like the world around you is unsteady. So I'm almost thinking like emotions mm. can also cause you to like see not clearly. Right. So could, there's so many different spirits that it could could be. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting too that like I have always thought taking live photos around paranormal places would be better because then you have more chances like of movement or a spirit walking through. But both mm-hmm. the ghost penis and this experience, it's a non-live photo that catches like some type of paranormal activity. Yeah, which doesn't even always make sense because I feel like our phones – did you turn your live photo off when we were taking those pictures? I feel like no. they were all live photos except for that one. Except for that one. I don't think I did. I think it just like happened. Yeah. That's so weird. Because sometimes but your then, phone like, turns back the live to- off if it's like night mode and it just like takes a longer dark. exposure. Mm, yeah. Well, it's just thinking – Sabrina, we have to go together to the old Charleston jail in Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina, because it's literally the most haunted place I've like I've never experienced so much in like 45 minutes of my life. Oh my gosh. But I was just thinking of the photo that our my tour guide had showed me after, which was a live photo that someone had taken, and you see the little shadow person like darting by. It was like it was like from this angle. Like they started here Ooh. and like come closer and pass through. And it's a live the front photo. Of the frame. Yeah, it's a live photo. Interesting. So and the maybe- thing is like short, it's like four feet. So maybe it's just – I don't you know. One person has their phone on live. One is just regular photos and you see what you get. Yep. One's audio recording. One's video. You need a team of four. Well, that's what we've got going or right now. Or you just need four phones. <laughs> hold what them. Are you doing? How do you hold well, four we phones? Well, we have – we have an – like us. We have phone, oh, phone and iPad. Oh. Here we go. On your own, that would be Indeed. difficult. Yeah, that's Okay. True. I have a story for you from our listener, Lee Ann, and it's called Shadow Man Peeping Tom on My Mom, which is a mouthful. <laughs> Try saying that. Try saying that five times fast. Shadow man peeping Tom on my mom. Shadow man peeping Tom on my mom. That's hard. This is Wait, like one of those good. theater exercises. Yeah. Shadow man peeping Shadow Tom, man on, peeping my Tom on my mom. Shadow, Shadow man peeping Tom on my mom. I think it helps that I have the like Vermont accent where I don't say any of the T's. If you try to actually enunciate, there's no chance. Shadow man peeping Tom Just on my mom. Just slur it together. Man peeping mom. Ugh. See, I already messed up. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> peeping mom on my Tom. Ah, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Peeping mom on my Tom. That's a good one. <laughs> the new one. Hi there, ghostesses. It's me again. I'm so happy you enjoyed the gifts I sent and hope you're enjoying them. I was listening today to episode 63 and caught your call for ghost stories from our parents. And wow, we have I got one for you. So my mom grew up in El Paso, Texas, which as we already know, and y'all have covered is haunted AF. My grandparents Mm -hmm. were realtors and house inspectors, and they saw all kinds of hauntings and people selling their houses because of how haunted it was. How cool. I mean, scary, but what a cool job. Oh, but that's my dream job. To sell haunted houses. Aside from this. (laughs) (laughs) We have lots of Yeah. Remember I studied for my real estate license and I just never took the test? I should do it again. Do it. Sell haunted houses. I believe in you. I'm going to. And then you could sell me Within a the next house. six months, I will. And we Great. can buy a haunted house together. I'm into it. And then I'll fly to Boston every weekend and we'll record from there. 
Perfect. I was thinking we were both going to have houses and then we'll build a tunnel that goes across the entire United States. And then we'll we'll have one of those like super fast bullet trains. Yeah. 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 Genius. Wow. Easy peasy. We'll get it done in the next three months. That will be 2023. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yours is more realistic of a timeline. Yeah. But still. Speaking generally in the fact that neither of those timelines are realistic. It's okay to dream big. Okay, I'm done. We can just hop to another dimension, another timeline. That, that That's already a thing, right? Can't we just think really hard and say, let me hop there? Yeah. Like if I could jump <laughs> from here to here to your screen. Did you like my thinking face? <laughs> it's like it's like a little, a little kid trying so hard like to keep his cool. You know, I'm just thinking of my brother oh. when he was really mad. He'd go like, <laughs> I can't contain it. <laughs> Shake. <laughs> oh wait, that reminds me. I want to see that movie Turning Red. Have oh, you seen I watched it. It's cute. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I did watch it. Yeah, okay. worth the watch for sure. Will do. All right. So back to Leanne's story. Anyway, when my mom was a little girl, she was hanging out in her room, lying on her bed and listening to the radio, facing away from the door of the room, mind you. My grandmother had made dinner and it was hot and ready. So she told my aunt to go get my mom for dinner. My aunt starts skipping down the hallway and takes a left toward my mom's room when she stops because she sees a shadow of a man peering in, watching my mom from her doorway. Now, my grandfather was quite the prankster and not registering that this figure was well over six feet and my grandfather, who was very short, my aunt thought it was her dad playing a trick, hiding in the shadows, ready to jump out and scare all his daughters. So my aunt clicked her tongue and said, oh, daddy, stop. The figure quickly (laughs) turns around. It is hunched over, pitch black with piercing eyes. (sighs) And my aunt immediately realizes that is not her dad. She screams bloody murder and runs back toward the kitchen. Since my mom and aunts were little, this tall shadow man resided in that house. After I was born, it would lash out if ever I'd come visit and leave. It would slam doors, knock pictures off the wall, etc. One Thanksgiving, it even growled on the other side of the front door as we were trying to leave saying, get back, get back. The fact that it hung out for that long, that this wasn't a one-time incident. Well, and it sounds like it doesn't want them to leave. It's Uh, trying to keep them there. Right. Why? My mom's other (laughs) sister claims it has pulled her out of bed by her feet or hair on several occasions. Hell no. It even followed her to Florida. Are you kidding me? I know. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Not my toes. (laughs) These are my beautiful toes with so much potential. (laughs) I know. Uh, it even followed her when she moved to florida the stories go on and on thank goodness we moved to austin when i was six and didn't get to stick around long enough for it to attach to me or my immediate family i'd say that this story and my experiences with this ghost is what really got me into the paranormal along with my grandfather's ghost stories from the houses he inspected all of el paso y'all get this introvert through the week if you ever do a live show in the southwest i'll be there I'm a dedicated pyramid schemer or triangler. TGO. The tri- triangle. The TGOG triangle. What did How we say? We- get lost with us in the triangle. Get lost in the triangle. Get lost in the triangle. I'm in the triangle. Okay. I like Leanne. I like doing it like this because then it's a triangle with our hands and then it's also a triangle like this. Why do I feel like this is you know? a symbol for something? Like a sorority or something. I think this is like DG or something or like DG's this or whatever. DG's this. Is this Tridelt? We had Tridelt on our and then that's campus. Theta. We had to come up with something. <laughs> new. Huh? We'll, we'll we'll work on this. It doesn't have to be this. I feel like this is wrong. Like something feels off. I think 
Upside down, though, is not anything. Are we just becoming the Illuminati? (laughs) This is what we've decided. (laughs) Let me have this. I'm still bitter from when the Illuminati messaged only you and said, dear Sabrina. Well, they just knew. They just knew that I were in college. You got to be a part of the secret. You already got a secret society in college. Because they know that I will join a cult and you wouldn't. I would. Only to take over it. And they they can tell. That's their problem later on. (laughs) Let me in first. (laughs) All right. I'll get in. I'll infiltrate. And I'll bring you in because they want more members. Okay. Well, that's the pyramid scheme. You're supposed to recruit two people. Recruit me. Yeah, perfect. Great. It's settled. (laughs) It's settled. But Illuminati, here we come, baby. (laughs) I think we're a little too busy to be in the Illuminati because we have our own triangle. Yeah. We'll just stay in ours. We're just – I'm committing to this this until someone proposes something better. Okay. I'm committing to this. (laughs) This looks like a flag. Red flag. (laughs) Wait, I kind of like that. <laughs> All right, this sounds this reminds good. me of a Jemima. Anyway, what's your last oh, story? My turn. Yeah, I like how you just like oh, stare. I keep getting distracted. It's hard when we're on video because I forget that what we're doing. But we're on, it's we're so funny because we're on video every time. We just now have the mental True. thought of oh, it's being recorded, so we act like we've never spoken before, right? Um, and I think this too, world. another part of this is that previously i know you always would look at me but i would put your video really tiny really small in the corner so I've, i'm not used to seeing myself oh i i never have. i thought you were saying you basically made me really small and then looked only at yourself no 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 no. like you were the big part but you were still little so yeah. it was like i was mostly looking off into my haunted mm. room this is new next week i'll be better okay but this for the final story is called bad energy and i hope i'm saying this person's name right i think it's you here Okay. It's Y A H I R. You hear? Yeah. You hear? Don't ask. I don't Do know correct us, me. although it will be it'll be too late, but I apologize. <laughs> okay. My name is You hear, and I'm 17 years old living in Austin, Texas, and I absolutely love y'all's podcast. I've been listening to Help Me Go to Sleep. <laughs> oh my god. That's sick. It's like sick. the reverse. <laughs> Some people call it unbedtime stories, but you hear is like these are my calming bedtime stories. Yes. Whatever like, suits you. Yeah. I love to get nightmares at sleep, so I listen to this podcast. But I guess it's the same thing as like me watching and you watching like dark television Friend. and like true yeah. crime documentaries Friends and like files. drifting off to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's true. It's calming. Just the hum of our voices. We're all in the a background. little sick here. Close your eyes, you hear. Drift off. To sleep. Everyone immediately falls Let asleep the darkness and gets in the lost corner, in the triangle. Stay there. <laughs> okay. I've been listening to y'all's podcast to help me go to sleep. My story has to do with some type of dot, dot, dot. I wouldn't call it a gift because I don't like it. So I'm going to call it an ability <laughs> that I have to sense bad energy and vibes from any new house that I enter. Oh. You hear? You need to partner with me when I start my haunted real estate business. Yeah. So you can tell me where the bad ghosts are. Ooh. Okay. It started happening when I was around seven years old, and every time I'd enter a new house, and by new, I mean I'd never been to it before, I'd feel sort of dizzy or as if I was going to fall. I noticed that it was different in every house, and I always thought that it was some sort of unwanted superpower. Mm -hmm. In some houses, I could barely feel anything, really good energy, but in others, I had to sit down because of how bad it was, bad energy. Wow. But it never got as bad as this one time when a friend of our family had invited us to her house. I was 10 at the time, and she was an elderly woman. 
She lived alone in her house, but she did have family that visited her often. My family and I went to her house for dinner and we walked in and I felt so dizzy that I actually passed out and I woke up (gasps) in the hospital. I'd never been to her house before and I'd never felt it so badly. A few days go by and we visit her again. Luckily, I always know that this only happens the first time I enter the house. And as I'm in her house, I still feel off as if something isn't right. So I go to the bathroom to wash my hands. Okay, I don't mean to like be dramatic, but the, I have like a really cold spot suddenly on my back. It feels like like a little hand, just like a oh. cold, icy oh my hand. Gosh. I'm freaked out. This never happens when I record from bed because I lay on the pillows. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm exposed. So I go to the bathroom to wash my hands to get ready to eat. And then I see it. It's a girl. And she's furious. I don't know why, though, but I can see her through the reflection of the mirror. And of course, my 10-year-old self is terrified and can't even move. I could see this aura around her, and I'm guessing that's the energy that I was feeling. And I hear a faint whisper in my ear saying, I don't like her. I quickly run out of the bathroom with my head looking down and head to the dinner table. And I don't mention this to my parents. I just sit there quietly throughout the evening. And on that day, I see the aura all around the lady's house. It was as if my ability had evolved or grown. We finally were leaving. And days later, my family finds out that their friend, the old lady whose house we were at, had passed away. We go to her house just to thank her for her kindness and all that she shared with us while she was alive. Her family lets us in. And as I walk, I don't see anything. I don't feel anything. I don't sense anything. So I go to the bathroom. Nothing. Except for another whisper saying... I told you. <gasps> My 10-year-old self bursts into tears. Stop. And up to this day, I still think about that time. I like, to, oh, I like to think that the old lady just died of natural causes, but I'm not really sure that's true. Thanks for reading my story. Keep oh it up. See you on the other side. You're here. Oh my gosh. That is not where I thought this was going. I am shocked. I know. I have chills. I'm just so curious because I like, don't even. I know you here was so young. So like at 10 years old, you're not going to be able to ask this old woman whose house you're at, do you ever feel anything? But I, I just so right. desperately wish we could know this woman's story. Did she have negative feelings in her house? Did she yes. feel unsafe? Did she feel like there was a negative presence that wanted to harm her? Oh well, my and gosh. too, like the fact that you was saying, like beyond just seeing this little girl in in the negative energy in the bathroom, like this energy continued on throughout the house and was visible, like moving through the space. So it seems like it was this one, this one spirit in the home, which I'm just trying to make sense of the voices too. Like the one voice saying, I don't like her. And then the second time when the old woman who lives in the home has now passed and you can't see the like energy spirit that was there before really angry, but you still hear, I told you. Well, it's just that it means that the spirit wasn't another spirit. No, it's the same spirit. Or was it that one? It's the same spirit. It's just the spirit's not angry yeah. anymore because, oh, that uh, – I'm I'm so unsettled by this because – I know. Like you've said so many times, little child spirits aren't as they seem. Not always. Sometimes they are little child spirits, but this one with such anger and the fact that you yeah. hear – fainted and passed out and had to go to the hospital the first time they walked that they yes. walked into the house like that is a intense negative and if the spirit had anything to do with this woman's death like this is demonic it is terrifying and terrible and i'm not okay but like who else is in this house now i'm curious like because it sounds like this this woman at least to you hear family was like lovely and warm and welcoming like they went to thank her for all that she did like invited them over for dinners had family that visited her often it's not like she was this 
isolated, ice cold person that maybe just like rubbed a spirit the wrong way. She seemed generally kind. And so I'm very curious if this spirit is evil. Like, is it evil? And just had no matter who's in the home is going to react like this because they want the space for themselves? Or is it, is there something that we're missing that like something happened? Something was really triggering. What if the spirit was something? What if this is like, again, a past life thing where like perhaps the soul of that woman in a previous life and this spirit had something. Had some beef. Bad happened between them. And it's like a curse that follows this woman throughout her life. Like this spirit just following her. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. It's just so, so unsettling and such a scary chain of events for a 10-year-old to process. Yeah. I mean, you hear even said, like, is it even a gift? Because it feels very scary. But this story is a gift to us. So thank you. And (laughs) I, I have a lot of questions. So- Here, give me your phone number, your social security number. I'll call you and you'll get lost in the triangle because I'm going to steal your identity. No, I'm just kidding. Because I just want – I have so many (laughs) (laughs) – What? You owe us your firstborn child. (laughs) Give us all your pets. Sign here. You don't need to read the details. It's okay. (laughs) No, but I am curious what other experiences you here has had and like is this the most drastic and now since – years older have they do they see more spirits do they interact with them i'm curious i have a lot of Mm -hmm. questions so fascinating right i know and then like what do you do if you're i'm just thinking about like the spaces that you might not have control over like i I guess the benefit of this ability is that it only happens the first time you hear it goes into a space and then after that there's still feelings but it's not it's not gonna like punch you in the gut knock you out faint horribleness but i'm just thinking about like When you go on vacation and you're in a hotel or you're visiting a friend whose home you've never been to or you rent a new apartment and maybe life gives you the circumstances where you have to rent this place sight unseen where I've had to do that before. Like what? what? That's so tough to not be able to like go into a space and feel it out before, like to to prep for life. I guess the only positive thing is that there are ways to cleanse your space and maybe make it a more positive place to live. So you got to think of that. I don't know. But wow, Austin, Texas, you are haunted. (laughs) So haunted. So, so haunted. Man, I want to go on another trip. Okay, fine. Let's do we it. just did Austin, but let's let's go somewhere. Let's put a place in a hat and pick it out, and then we just go. I love it. That's so fun. I, wait, we should we should like find a place that makes custom. What are those like magic eight balls? Oh, so then it's even spookier, and we can just shake the magic eight ball and see what our like, wait. fortune, our destiny. Oh my gosh, the best is if a, if okay. This is my version of our magic eight ball. If there's a spirit around, you ask the magic eight ball a question, and it will tell you what kind of spirit it is. And it will be like, it's a demon, it's a shadow person, it's a good ghost. Like we'll just have different types of ghosts. Yeah, on the thing. I want to make it, but at the same time, I'm. So like, I'm so torn because I'm like, yes, this is the best idea ever. And I want to do it and I want to have one. But then I'm also like, what's the difference between that and a Ouija board? Like, are we just still trying to communicate with the dead? It is. It is. I'm curious. But my pendulum, I use the pendulum sometimes and that's still contact. That's true. You've also played with a Ouija board. So you've already. (laughs) So I'm pure. Like judging each other. (laughs) I did it when I was like eight. 
Yeah, I don't so think I played tainted. with a Ouija board above the over the age of twelve. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why I'm so haunted. Maybe, but not as haunted as everyone else here. That's true in our triangle. And so, if you have ghost stories, please email them to us. We love to hear them. We want to know all of them. If you're from Austin, if you're from anywhere in the world, or if you're from space, please tell us your <laughs> haunted tales of uh, <laughs> the spirits, paranormal, demons, chupacabras, cryptids, aliens. Especially if you're from space because Sabrina's Please. been waiting been waiting for that you. forever. Please make contact. Uh, email happen. it to us at two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com and get ready for our YouTube channel if you're watching this. Hey, yes. Is this like a Hello? like and subscribe so, thing? Is like a – I don't know. Where do you Just point? point everywhere and we'll get it somewhere. And we're just like having a dance. Staying alive, staying alive. That's what I feel. What we're trying to do here, staying alive. We are, but honestly, I think we're both so excited about all of the changes that we're we're making and like upgrades to the podcast because we've got a sick ass Patreon now. We're launching the YouTube. So many things. There's so much more in the works. Yeah, Yeah, I'm so excited. We're gonna have new merch. Things are coming. Things are coming. The triangle. And also the triangle. And also join us Tuesday nights live on Green Room. Spotify Live. Yes. It's called Spotify Spotify Live now. Changing the narrative. We're rebranding that too. There's a lot of – this is the episode of rebranding. Yes. It's Spotify Live and we're called Campfire Stories. So we have so many places to engage with everyone and we're so – Freaking excited. Discord. This is yeah. our year, baby. This is our year. And Two then girls, next year is going to be our year. And then the year after is going to be our year. And then it's just going to keep going until infinity, until we're dead and we're ghosts. And those years will still be our years too because we're going to be haunting everyone. Then we rebrand again yeah. as Two Girl Ghosts and One Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Two Ghosts, One Podcast. I don't know. Yeah. At first I was thinking and then One Guy Ghost because I was thinking of Sven. But then I was like, Sven can just assist us. We can no. just be two girls, we'll two, 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 ghosts. two ghouls, two ghouls, one podcast. And yeah, perfect. We'll, we'll invite our other paranormal ghostly pals to join in if we deem it applicable. So yeah, comment below which celebrity dead spirit you want us to include Talk in to. 50 years I know it's when like we're dead. a few years out, but we just want to plan ahead. We're big planners here. <laughs> <laughs> I keep spitting. Oh. God, I need to swallow more. What? Me? I don't know. I just, every time I talk, I'm like, I'm wondering if it's going to be on video. I'm like shooting saliva everywhere. Streams of saliva. This is good that we're not together because otherwise you'd probably be getting, I'd be like, splash though. I have to wear a poncho. This is the splash guard right here. (laughs) (laughs) The yellow poncho. Like I'm going to Niagara Falls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's Just going like this and getting hit. <laughs> Next time we record, you can do that. That'll okay. be our Halloween episode. You and okay, the poncho. That's your costume. Uh, great. Well, Love thank it. you guys for joining. Thank yes, you, thank Austin, you. Texas, for showing us a great for time. For being haunted. For everyone who is, for, yeah, for being haunted. And for everyone who lives there and has experienced something there who sent us emails. Yeah. So this is a good time to remind you to send us emails about anything like Sabrina was saying before. You never know what we're going to choose. So if you think yeah. – that it's worth sending in which we think everything is just everything send it is. because just send it in two weeks we suddenly might have a really specific thing that we're looking for and yes. it might be yours so please send it to us you can follow us on tiktok social media we have instagram facebook join our patreon because exciting things are happening you can subscribe on our youtube and also thank you so much to aiden manning and the entire team at upfire digital i'm realizing i'm a big hand person i didn't realize it before the jazz Italian hands 
I, they use, you know how like they say Italians speak with their hands? I guess I'm realizing I do. Um, but anyway, <laughs> thank you everyone for joining us. We love you. And we will see you on, on the, the other, other side. side. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.